Thank you so much for joining us today on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanza Di Tacchio. And this is Giuliano Caleri. And it is Thursday, April the 8th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you uh, all here listening to us on today's episode. We're going to recap City Out for you, Match Day 29. We're going to talk about Match Day 30. Uh, we're also going to talk about Toronto FC's uh, 1-1 draw to Club de Leon. Last night, Toronto FC getting a crucial draw there. Have a slim chance of making it through to the quarterfinals. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. In the meantime, we're broadcasting right now during the Europa League games. Roma currently down one nothing. So one foot out the door right now, it seems. But there's still all to play for. It's only halftime, and there's three more halves to go in this fixture with Ajax. So let's go, Roma. Forza Roma. So... Giuliano, let's jump right in. Let's talk about Milan Sampdoria. One-one draw there. Quite a surprise. Yeah, upset Inter earlier in the year. Now I've pulled another uh, point off a top team. Yeah, Sampdoria are inconsistent, but they consistently upset. That's the biggest thing about them. Yeah, that's the thing. And they they came in. They they let Milan have the ball. They played a counterattacking style, and it worked for them. They actually played really well. Yes, Theo Hernandez making an uncharacteristic um, error in the goal, uh, leading up to the goal for Qualiarella. Still a nice finish from Qualiarella. Beautiful chip uh, over Donnarumma, caught him out. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goal. And uh, yeah, Milan, they just didn't have enough uh, in them to break down this team, even with a Sampdoria red card for Adrian Silva in the yeah. 59th minute. So they had over a half hour's worth of time to. Uh, take the lead and the only it took them you know till the 87th minute for Jens Petter Hogg to get the equalizer so yeah so the Very Milan strange. struggle Very continues yeah. it continues it does continue Kalinoglu also uh rumors of him being pursued by Inter and Juve yeah bit of contract dispute there as well as Donnarumma having a contract dispute as well so a lot of things happening behind the scenes at Milan it looks like they should be safe for the top four after uh We'll see the rest With of the, the results. Rest, rest results, yeah, it looks like it. So, yeah, uncharacteristic of Milan to draw points here, but I guess the struggle continues. They've they've been abysmal since the new year. Uh, their incredible run of form has clearly come to an end, and uh, now they're just in survival mode of getting into the top four. Uh, Scudetto race for them is long over. I think the Scudetto race is over. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's move on to the next game. Another one, Roma, Sassuolo, 2-2 draw. <laughs> Roma clearly, we picked Sassuolo, I think we picked both picked Sassuolo to win this game. And, I think uh, maybe, you may have changed your mind. No, I, th- I took Sassuolo <laughs> to win this game. And uh, I just think uh, Sassuolo didn't capitalize on their chances. I think Sassuolo outplayed Roma. Roma looked shaky. Uh, the, even though they did go in front both times, they didn't look deserving uh, to win the to win the game, and uh, it's it, it's much more the same. Uh, Roma fans are upset. Paolo Fonseca's future at Roma has again come into question. Uh, dropping points here has basically canceled them out of the top four. Top four is no longer realistic for them. If anything, a Europa League berth position is. But that's that's where we thought we'd see them, right? And now, yeah, that's where we thought we'd see them. And 
that's what the Roma fans need to understand. I mean, at the start of the season, we both I think we both had them in seventh place. So the, they are where they should be. The only way they can qualify for Champions League now is if they go on a run in the Europa League. Let's see what can happen there. But yeah. uh, th- the one bright spot in this is uh, Jordan Vertu's back. He came on, made an appearance. He's actually starting in the Ajax-Roma game today. So it's nice to see him come back knowing that his injury wasn't that serious. But uh, more of the same for Roma. The struggle continues. Sassuolo, in my, in my mind, should have won this game. Uh, they would be. They should be upset that they uh, didn't come away with three points here, just on the way they played. Yeah, they hit the post a few times. So Suolo, Maxim Lopez, uh, Traore scored a nice goal as well to open uh, the scoring for Suolo. But you know, there were some positives for Roma. Carlos Perez, Carlos Perez, the uh, former Barcelona. Yeah, he product. finally has a good game. Took yeah. him all season, but he had a he had a pretty decent game. Won the penalty. Uh, Bruno Perez too's getting the goal. Pellegrini the penalty. And Hamid Traore, like I said, slotting in the, the first goal for Sassuolo. And then Giacomo Raspadori, the uh, U21 player. Yeah, had a, what a goal. He had a hell of a game. Probably the best player on the field. Yeah. Yeah, what a goal. He uh, His goal coming in the 85th minute to grab the tie. But I think Roma didn't do as bad as it seems. I think Consigli had a big part to play in that. He played good, which kept Sassuolo in the game, I feel. And Sassuolo hung on, and they got the draw. That's the way I saw it happen. Good big point for Sassuolo in this yeah. game, I think. Roma, it seems like it's coming to an end with rumors of the coach possibly leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. I know you mentioned Crystal Palace. Crystal was, Palace uh, looking is at looking him. at him. I think, I think the writing's on the wall for Paulo Fonseca at this yeah. point. He's not coming back. Uh, the fans don't want him. I don't know why I want him. As a Roma fan, I want him to stay and continue this project and, and, and hit the ground running. He never really got a fair shake. I think he's done well with what he got, with the cards he was dealt with, and uh, it's a shame. It, it is a shame. Then he's going to go on to Crystal Palace, and hey, he might do something. And are you going to be happy with the new manager coming in, Maurizio well, Sarri? <laughs> the chimney. That's, that's who it's going to be. The chimney, yeah. So uh, the leading contender to take over Roma next year is Maurizio Sarri. Of course, Max Allegri is still in the rumblings there. But uh, the chimney himself scoring smoking two three packs a day uh, that's what he does so uh i don't know i think it's just a lateral move you just got an italian version of paulo fonseca and Maurizio side yeah it's so. true it's true it is what it is but let's move on to the next game benevento parma benevento parma parma one of the most they, frustrating hey, teams to watch they are frustrating but parma have shown that they're now all of a sudden they can score and I hate to say it, I sound like a broken record, but there's one man in there that's making a difference up there, and it's uh, it's Graziano Pelle. Yeah, Graziano Pelle, the Romanians too, Dennis Mann too, he's he's made a difference coming in. Yeah. Uh, he's added so much pace and speed, directness, things that Caramo and Juvino haven't been able yeah. to replicate you know, in their previous seasons at Parma. So, again, Parma though, not able to win a game. They're nope. they're staying in games now, but they're not. They just don't have the quality to win these games, and that's, and that's what, the that's what's the end of the day. That's what's gonna put them down into Serie B. Yeah, because now you're you're in do or every game for Parma now is do or die. You have to win. You have to get three points. A draw is not good enough anymore. 
No, and, and that's the problem. They, uh, yeah, way too many points dropped from this team. They, it looks like they're done. Season's done. I don't think they can turn it around in the remaining games. So I mean, when you look at the standings, they're four points out from safety. They're four points behind Torino. So it may not seem like a lot, but in a relegation battle, it sure is. Yeah, anything can happen for sure. But they keep the amount of points being dropped by them. It's it's not good. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. So Benevento on the other side. Anything to say about them? No, not much. Good games from Glick and Unita. Glick getting the goal. Yeah. Unita getting a nice goal as well in the game to make it 2-1, but not enough to get three points. Uh, yeah. you know, Adolfo, They'll be in City yeah, next Adolfo year. Yeah, Adolfo having another decent game. Didn't score in this uh, match. But overall, Benevento, just a run-of-the-mill team, mid-table team. Probably yeah. most likely going to be safe. Something to build on for next year for them. For sure. Uh, now they gotta, they've got to. they assured safety. Now they got to focus on next year. Yes. And they got to start building to move yeah. up the table. Exactly. That was a goal. Don't get relegated and... Yeah, now it's got to be get a mid-table, and then the year after it's going to be try and squeeze into Europa League. Like, you got to build, right? You got to aim. But uh, let's move on. Napoli and the Calabrians. There goes Vertu grabbing that leg again. Oh, Jesus. He's fine. Look, he's he's walking. He's fine. He's walking. So, Napoli and the Calabrese. What an exciting game that was. Napoli, four to three victors. Crotone. Putting three goals past this Napoli. Yeah, this Crotone and Dirk Cosimi. He's changed everything. This team doesn't stop scoring. You know what the dangerous thing is about this team, quickly? They got nothing to lose anymore. They no, know they they're don't. going down. They don't. They got nothing to lose. Simi, too. I've been so impressed by him. He's he's one of the most... It's crazy to say, but he's a, he is a complete forward. He's good with his feet. He's tall. He has a bit of pace about him. He's not the fastest player in the world, but... He has strength. He can do a little bit of everything. And he's he's a great finisher of the ball, Simi. So Crotone right. have a weapon up top. Yeah. Uh, it's just the back and the goalkeeping is not up to par with the rest of the team. No. As Junior Messias again. Again, from from week one to, you know, the pre, the week that, weekend that just passed. This guy has been playing phenomenal all season. Sorry, guys. And it's a penalty here. It's a penalty. For Ajax. Penalty for Ajax. Here Roma's finish. Dusan Tadic goal. Right down know. the middle. Let's see if that's what happens here. I don't here. know what Paul Lopez can do. Oh, oh right, he stopped it! Right down the middle. You see? He stopped it! Right down the middle. Oh, my God. But to talk about... Let's Sorry. Talk, no, it's okay. Napoli, on the other hand, I've said it from the beginning. Maximovic, I don't think, is a good defender. He doesn't no. belong in a top team like this. Manolas, too. He's... I don't know. This guy has not impressed ever since his move to Napoli. He's been so underwhelming since that move from Roma. And the only, you know, the guys that are carrying this team, Insigne, again, got to give him credit for carrying this team. Yeah, he's he carrying them. played an amazing game. Ozyman. Ozyman scored, had a good game, beautiful header. Mertens, beautiful free kick, also at the bar. And Lorenzo with the game-winning goal. Yeah. On his wrong foot, slots it in, bottom yeah. corner. Napoli made it a lot more harder than it had to they be. They did. And another goalkeeper that's in the running to be in the Italian depth chart terrible has a game. terrible game. Yeah. And Alex Meret. Like, terrible come game. on, guys. There's terrible better there goalkeepers is. out there. There is. Shouldn't be in the national team right now. No, he shouldn't. He's not ready. He's no, not he's ready, not. But. The one thing I want to say about Crotone, uh, nothing to lose. Dangerous team to play against. I wouldn't want to play against them right now uh, if they were in my fixture schedule. 
And uh, it's going to be unfortunate because uh, Simi and Junior Messias, they got to be out the door. They've both had phenomenal seasons with this team. They've done what they could. These guys are definitely going to be picked oh, yeah. up by somebody. Some, someone should pick them up. It'd be a mistake not to pick these oh, guys yeah. up. So Napoli winning there, narrowly getting by Crotone, but it was probably the most exciting game of the weekend. Let's move on to the next game. Lazio 2-1 to victors over Spezia. Lazio getting the three points they need. Can I just say probably, I don't know if I'm having a long-term memory loss here, but Daniele Verde probably goal of the season with that oh, bicycle yeah. kick. That was crazy. That was insane. What a goal. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was to tie the game as well. And then it took a, who, who did I say was going to have to show up for Lazio? The man that scored the penalty there. Oh, uh, Caicedo. Caicedo, yeah. Because Chiro is so cold right now. The guy yeah. can't do nothing. No. But yeah, just a workmanlike performance by Lazio. Nothing yeah. good. Spezia. Spezia gave him a run. Yeah, they gave him another run. Peperena had to make some saves. Spezia always plays good against these teams. Yeah, they do. They do. Malinkovic Savic was probably the standout player for the game, but overall, there was really it was two good team team performances. Lazio was just a better team. Yep, that's uh, what it is. At the end of the day, and they they did enough to get through. That's what it is. And Spezia's goal came on just absolute quality that you don't see. Yeah, you maybe see once every year. So yeah, so congratulations to Lazio. Let's move on to the next game. Atalanta Udinese. What another exciting game. Yes, this uh, was huge for Atalanta. Moved them up into third temporarily until yeah. Juve played their makeup game. Uh, Udine conceded three goals. Didn't think they would. I yeah, thought I, I had mean, them. This is a defensively stubborn team, but at the same time, the offensive power that uh, that Atalanta has. Yeah, Muriel. Yeah, arguably probably the best striker in the league right now. Oh, next, hands down. Yeah, next hands to. Down. Next to Lukaku. Lukaku maybe pits in a better baseline performance, but Muriel has more peaks in his game, if you understand yeah. what I'm saying. But Malinovsky, again, back-to-back, great performances for yeah. this guy. Two assists. Maybe has found his new position as the right wing back in this team, yeah. replacing Hatabor, the Dutchman. Dutch international Zapata getting another goal. Perea getting a nice goal for uh, Udine. Golasso. Roma. Lorenzo Pellegrini. Golasso. That's why I have this guy on my national team starting. 1-1. That's an angry Dutchman right there. Well, he dropped the ball. He uh, dropped the ball. Wow. Literally dropped the ball. Crucial away goal for La Roma. Holy cow. Look at them. No one's listening to Jacko. Hey, Jacko's just He's no longer. Look, 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 look at this. All right, watch this. Beautiful free kick. What? No. Watch. Oh, oh, my gosh. Steve, but go to. Who's the, that goalkeeper there? You oh, belong. my God. You belong at the graph shop, bud. <laughs> All right. Terrible. But anyway. back to this game. Uh, Udinese yeah. though putting two past Golini. Golini not having a great game. No, not having a great game. Molina having a good game. I mean, they shut down. The bottom line is Atalanta did what they do. They shut down their man yeah. for Udinese. De Paul. De Paul is the linchpin in this team, and he was totally shut down. And he was shut down completely. Totally. Udinese really, even though they got two goals, I would say they were never really in this game. They weren't. And they, they uh, weren't. The defense played horrible. Basau, Bonifazi, Noitink. Atalanta just ripped them apart. They did. Atalanta, if any of the top teams do have a fixture against them. Yeah. See, here's the thing. It's going to be tough. Atalanta was so hot and cold at the start of the season. Had they had this form at the beginning of the season, they'd be right up there with Inter. That's what I said. It takes... I know. uh, You got to know how to win. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It is a marathon. You can play great like this. 
But watch when we bring up Inter. Inter's not playing amazing, but they're, they're still winning games. Done. But yeah. we'll get to that. So let's move on to the next game. Hellas Verona back in the win column against Cagliari. Cagliari just looking they terrible. Talk about a team that looks done. Yeah. I honestly, I would have I would have Parma finish. I have Parma finishing ahead of Cagliari now at this point because I think Parma's going to catch them. Yeah, Cagliari was destroyed by uh, Di Francesco. Oh. And but hey, our boy had a fantastic game Marco Silvestri bounced back finally. Yeah. yeah. It's taken him a couple of weeks, but yeah, he's maybe and, maybe he's got that form back. And exactly. a big uh, big goal by Kevin Lasagna. <laughs> a big goal. Yeah, the he actually had a great game in the 98th minute. But he had a great a game. A little overdone that goal. He played a great game. Yeah, though. he played a good game. He played he a played good a game. game. I wouldn't say great, uh, but he played a good game. Barak played fantastic. Veloso, Miguel Veloso, the old yeah. man. Yeah, another great game. Daniele Besse, your favorite player. He yeah. had a decent game off the bench. But yeah, the, the key standout player was Silvestri. At the end of the day, we know this guy has a talent. It's just yeah. a matter of showing this on a week-in, week-out basis. Uh, Absolutely. He's an outstanding goalie. 24 shots against in this game. Not yeah. all of them hit the target, of course. Only five went on net. But still. But he was still busy. He was busy in his box. He read the game. He controlled his defense really yeah. well. And uh, another standout performance. Uh, probably got not getting the recognition deserves. Chacarini. Chacarini, who was on, who's on loan, I believe, from Fiorentina. Yep. I don't think Alice Verona bought him, so... Another stand-up performance there. And just Hellas Verona, this is what they do. Yeah. This is what they do. They they beat the teams they should. Yeah. Well, good job for them. Let's move on to the next game. The man in the shades against the man in the hat. Genoa, Fiorentina, 1-1 draw. Boring game. Boring game, yeah. Boring game. We expected this. Genoa, you know, he's uh, Ballardini. He did his job. They're going to be they're nah, gonna be in City he, on next year. I guess he did his job. I mean, it's – I don't know what to make of this. You got two coaches who are, are both reactive, not proactive. They're just happy to sit back and, yeah. you know, whatever happens, happens. Both goals came within, like, the or pretty much the first 20 minutes. Yeah, Vlahovic and Destro. Ribery got a red card, and then Ballardini's happy with the point. I mean, sure, I guess to me that shows you have no ambition as a manager and as a club, but – Whatever. They brought him in for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, but that's to but stay what's in Serie A. What's the point? Well, you fire him next year and... And then you go back into the same mess. Yeah, probably. probably. But if Balladini wants to be recognized as a good coach, you got to take the game to these guys. you got to beat them. How does a cares. team with a red card from the 51st minute have more shots I don't know. than a team who has a man advantage? How is that even possible? I don't know. That's just, to me, poor management. Yeah. But uh, Vlahovic, again, scoring his best season ever. Yeah. In Serie A for the young Serbian. And uh, this game, though, this was like taking a giant sleeping pill, this game. Seriously. Next game, Torino claiming a point off Juve. You I, almost, I think I had. You I almost think, called it. You had you, them winning. I had them winning. But they, hey, they did enough. If it wasn't for Ronaldo there. Ronaldo. You, Juventus FC, Ronaldo. Ronaldo FC, if yeah. He, if he doesn't score, Juve does nothing. Yeah. That's the bottom line. But the one thing I wa- the one thing I want to say is how atrocious Andrea Bellotti played in this game. And who's looking at Holy him? Holy right cow! This Milan, guy sucks. Milan, Roma. Milan, and Roma are looking at him right now. This guy sucks, man. He <laughs> he just flat out sucks. K 
Can't do anything for the national team. Can't do anything for Torino. What do you want this guy for? Still got, this guy... This, but this is the thing. I think Andrea Bellotti's a good player. I just don't think he's a number nine. He's a 10. Yeah, I don't agree. I don't he's a number, he's a number 10. He's a, you play him in the 10 position, the 10 spot. He's like a nine and a half to me. <laughs> sure. And uh, A nine who's a poor finisher. Yeah. And uh, it is what it is. But, yeah, uh, Sanabria. You want to talk about good strikers? Yeah, there's a guy. This guy was good. I mean, Chesney should have done better. He made a complete disaster of the second goal. Yeah. No, he, he had a horrendous game. And then he gets dropped for the Napoli game, Chesney. By well, Pirlo. Pirlo said that was rest. Yeah, rest. That, that was because Pirlo was going to get fired if he lost that game. That's why he dropped him. But, uh, yeah, so Pirlo can say whatever it is. But Chiesa, Morata, Ronaldo carrying this team. Chiellini having a solid performance in the back with De Ligt as his partner. I mean, not Meh. much to say about Juve. They they didn't look too good. 22 shots, poor finishing. Listen, they just got to hang on now. They do. They got to, like I said, they got to worry about the teams behind them. Yeah. And hang on to top four. Yeah. I mean, Sirigu had a great match. Finally. Finally. If you play like this, Torino aren't going to be in the problems they're, they're in right now. Exactly. They'd be out of this relegation battle. It was a huge point. It huge was a point. huge point. Torino's got to probably be pretty disappointed with the point, to be honest. I th- they probably felt they should have won. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 2-2 draw. Derby della Mole. Torino getting an uncharacteristic one point off the Juve. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on. Final game of the match day. The best. This, this was a snooze fest. The best. The cream no, of the crop. It was a so it was, good. It was such a boring game. So good. They don't even have to try. No, it was a they boring game. They didn't even have to try. Ranocchio came in. That's it was, how, that's it how was much, a boring game. So Inter they knew they beating Bologna one nothing. It was a boring game. It was. It was terrible. But you know what? Juve. I mean, Juve. Oh, my God. Juve. What are you talking about? Oh. Inter. They don't have to even play good and they win. Yeah. Because you know what? It's come to the point. This, this, is, what, is, this, the is, what, this is why I said Juve. And you were just about to say it too. This is the Antonio Conte way. This used to this be the Juventus way. way. Teams are defeated before they even step on the field. That's right. Guys. It's true. They have, they, they're beating teams psychologically, yeah. this team. And Lukaku getting the goal again. Not a great performance by him. Not a great performance by anybody. They but still did it. They still did it. They still did it. Big three points. Yeah. It's good that the race is over, guys. Uh, you know what? They got one more match. You make it to 30. It's then you over. got the eight matches after that. It's over. It's over. And then I'm happy. Like I said, from day one, you got to get to 30 games undefeated. And they've. I think this is their ninth, tenth win in a row, something like that. Let's make it 11. It's over. And then they're laughing. It's over. But enter with an 11-point lead right now. In the so let's quickly talk about those two makeup games before we, re- before we talk about the table. So Juve-Napoli yesterday. Juve winning 2-1. to one. This game was close to not even happening. I know. Again, because of COVID. Yeah. 13 minutes in. Chiesa to Ronaldo. Chiesa dancing right through the Napoli. Yeah. Left side of Heisage uh, Deme, I think it was as well. Yeah. Walked right through them. Insignia having an all right game again and scores a penalty towards the end. And then uh, Dybala scores four minutes after he came on. Yeah, after Party Boy there. He scores. Him and McKenney, yeah. they all played. Actually, that's the point we forgot to make. They all got dropped. I think it was Artur, McKenney, and Dybala for having a party uh, at McKenney's house. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were playing Quidditch or something because he's a big 
Harry Potter fan, apparently, McKinney. <laughs> um, but all in trouble there. And Dybala finally scores. This guy finally shows up. Yeah. Gets paid almost 200000 a week and has maybe scored how many goals? One goal this season? Yeah. Not a bad job. Not a bad job. He's been on break for half a year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's he working construction? I don't know. Jeez. But and big, yeah, big one. This was a, this was a, at the end of the day, this was a big statement win for Juve. This was a game. Pirlo's career with Juve was on the line here. If he and lost they, this, he most likely would have been sacked. Yeah. This was a huge three points. He picked up three, uh, yeah, th- sorry, four points out of six in these two games that he had to, right. that prove his worth. I mean, there's still a long way to go, nine games to go. Yeah. Whether they keep him or not, it's going to depend on how strong they finish. But yeah, if is playing like this, Juve are going to be looking dangerous. Yeah. Me, personally, I'm really disappointed with Napoli. This game... This was everything. You know this them. was the pinnacle game. This was everything. You them. know this was the pinnacle game. And they blew it. And you blew it, exactly. If they won this game, Juve right now would be sitting in fifth, two points out of fourth yeah. behind Atalanta. This... Is why in the past nine years no one has been able to win the Scudetto because you've had these teams Napoli, Roma, the pretenders of Serie A, always fighting for the Scudetto, always choking when it matters. And this is what Napoli do again. They have the chance to shut Juve down and they choke. And this this is a typical Napoli performance choke when it matters. Yeah. And then well, they'll the, go finish the season strong because they got nobody that's else what to they play. Do. They got yeah. no one else to play. Yeah, this so typical Napoli performance, and it really disappoints me well, that they do this year in year out. It is what it is. It's going to be more of the same next year anyway. Unless they just blow it up and rebuild. That's well, how I see it. We'll see. Gattuso's gone, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what see, happens. We'll see who they bring in. Now, another snooze fest to talk about. Inter. Two to one victors against <laughs> another Sassuolo. S- another snooze fest. I know. Uh, they... It's not... They're not playing attractive football no, right they're now, not, Jules. They're not playing... Attra- no, I know. I'm not... Listen, I understand. They're playing they're playing boring football, counterattack football. Seven shots against Sassuolo's 15. Yeah. Sassuolo uh, needed the 85th minute to score their goal. Junior Traore scoring again. Yeah. He's been he's on on a little bit of a purple patch as they like to say. Uh with his goal and scoring record, Lukaku and Martinez scoring in this game. Listen, Inter did what they had to do again. That's that's what it, that's what it's about right now. Ashley Young they slot these players in, Ranocchia, Ashley Young. They slot these guys in, and it's seamless right now. You can slot anybody in this team, and it's just, it's like a, the cog keeps turning. It doesn't stop. Conte has this team in, in the sweet spot. Hopefully, they just keep it together, and they keep this run on going into next year. Maybe can finally make a run of Champions League. But Sosuolo will feel hard done. The Zerbi was a bit upset. The possession was 70 to 30. Versus Swallow, 70 to 30. I know. That's what I mean. But enter. They have no problem. That's this is a team that can do anything. They can sit back. They can they can press. They can play possession. Smother a team. They can do it all. They can do it all. And that's what makes this enter team so uh impressive. Uh Senzi too finally getting uh, uh some more minutes with under Conte and Vicino coming on again, making a little cameo, but not doing much. But not much to say. I mean, like we said, another workman performance. More Lukaku, the same. Yeah, more the same. More the same. More the same. Lukaku leading this team. Yeah. So with that said, here are the standings after the two makeup games in match day 29. 
So Inter sitting high and sitting pretty on top with 11-point lead on Milan. So Inter first, 71 points. Scudetto's over. Uh, that means, that means after the 30th game, they got to lose four games. Yeah. In the last, uh, so they got to lose more than 50% of their games. Yeah. So it's Inter on top. That's why they got to get to that magic number 30. Well, we'll see. Inter on top, 71 points. AC Milan, second place, 60 points. Juve, third place, 59 points. Atalanta, fourth, 58 points. Napoli, fifth, 56 points. Lazio, sixth, 52 points. And then AS Roma, seventh, with 51 points. So... There where it they, is. Where they there, belong. There's a top seven. Uh, let's talk about the relegation. So, Crotone, you're done. Crotone, 20th, 15 points. Parma, 19th, 20 points. Cagliari, 18, 22 points. And then you got Torino there with 24 points in 17th place, just hovering above the relegation zone. And then there's a five-point break between Spezia and Torino. Do you so, think between Spezia, Benevento, Fiorentina... I think it's over. You think any of them have a chance of dropping? No. Going on a horrendous run? No. No? No. no. All right. I don't so think it's so. probably going to be between Torino, Cagliari, and Parma. I think so. One of them. I think so. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I wouldn't want to play those guys because those guys are going to be playing desperate yeah. football all the rest of the way. Let's talk Champions League. I know we didn't mention it in our last podcast, but there was some Champions League this week. Manchester City... Beating Borussia Dortmund two to one. Yeah, I told you something. What did I tell you? What'd you tell me? You don't remember? I don't remember. I guess it wasn't that important, but <laughs> I said Holland. Oh I, yes, you I said think, flash in the pan. I think this kid is a flash in the pan. Yeah, I think he's gonna get his big transfer from Dortmund. Possibly, they may even keep him another year so that he can go on a free transfer somewhere and get a nice big bank. Signing guy, a new the contract. Only, the kid's only 20, man. I don't care if he's only 20. I think he's a flash in the pan. I don't think he's going to be this big superstar everyone is making him out to be. I know it sounds crazy to say, but uh, we'll see. That's just my opinion. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, doing nothing in this game again. Got an assist. One of the better performers on the day for Dortmund, but that's not saying much. Well, they were completely destroyed. The, the one Man thing, City. though, they have a bit of a lifeline. They got that crucial away goal. Right? They did. They're and down by one. Well, they, they had it tied until Phil Foden rescued Man City. That's so, right. So Pep Guardiola doing what he typically does in these stages of the Champions League, making life difficult. Uh, he's never got past these stages with this team. No. And it, again, Pep, his tactics have to come into question. This is a Dortmund team who's been absolute crap in the Bundesliga of, as of uh, recent. Leaving it to the 90th minute. But they got the win. Dortmund, they weigh goal. I don't think it's going to do much for Dortmund in the end. I think Man City is going to win their weigh leg. And, uh, well, you never it. know. We'll see. We'll see. But the Bruyne, Foden, great games. Marez, the whole attacking core was great. Again, questions have to be asked about Man City's you know, striker situation. They, there are rumors Holland will be the striker there next season. His father used to play for them. Right now, they're running without a striker. Uh, Aguero is going to be gone. Jesus out of form. Bernardo Silva they ran with, kind of like in a false nine, kind of, but not really in this match. So a lot of questions. But they get the job done. Yeah, they got the job done. Next game, Real Madrid 
laying a beating on Liverpool, three to one. Trent Alexander Arnold doesn't get the call up for England. Probably the worst player on the field in this game. Yeah, made an error on the goal, gets a yellow card. What do you have to say? Vinicius Jr. just absolutely terrorized this side. Got Did. two goals. Man of the match. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about this game. <laughs> Real Madrid getting the upper hand on Liverpool again. Jurgen Klopp. Uh, tactics are there. Salah scores. Cruz, what a beautiful assist he got in this game. It's not that I got nothing to say. I just don't care <laughs> you about don't that care. game. No, I don't. I'm not oh. invested in it. Only Roma. I'm not. No, I never said that. What are you, we haven't talked about my dark horse yet. <laughs> we haven't talked but about yeah, my the, dark horse. The key, the key, anyway, to this Real Madrid team, it does come down to the midfield of Cruz, Casemiro, Modric. These guys are uh, timeless. They continue to play outstanding football, especially Cruz and Modric, and they're carrying this team. And it looks like, I mean, this is a year where Champions League is open really to anybody. There's really no, there's no favorite it. at Real Madrid. There is a real possibility, and I hate to say it because Inter was in their group, and it makes me sick to my stomach because Inter probably should be in this position. And Inter now versus Real Madrid. Inter, I have no doubt, would beat Real Madrid. If, but the Inter of now is way different than the Inter of oh, hands those down. group stage games. So anyway, it looks like Liverpool's Champions League hopes are probably done and dusted. Yeah. And... Uh, Big 3-1 win for Real Madrid at the Alfredo Di Stefano. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next game. This one was exciting. Paris Saint-Germain beating Bayern Munich 3-2. No Lewandowski. In Munich, too. In Munich. Neuer looked like garbage. He did. Mbappe... Should have maybe only had the one goal. Neuer let the first one go right through his legs in the first yeah, but three minutes. This happens with Neuer in once the in first a while. three minutes. Yeah, it does. I mean, every goalkeeper has a bad every game. goalie has makes mistake, but he looked really bad. Neymar playing outstanding in this game after having a bad performance against Lille in Liga. Yeah, Marquinhos with the goal. Thought everyone thought he was offside, but he ended up managing to stay on. So up two 0 in the twenty eighth minute, thirty seventh minute, Chupomotin comes. Makes it 2-1 with a header. Then Thomas Muller ties it for 2-2, making it look like Bayern yeah. had the game in the bag. And then out of nowhere, Kylian Mbappe gets the winner. 3-2. Yeah. Big statement with PSG. Yeah. The only thing is I don't want to go back to Paris knowing that Bayern Munich's coming. Because Bayern Munich's gonna be a they're gonna play a totally different game. Yeah, you're gonna have Lewandowski probably available. Yep. I don't know the extent of his injuries, but I'm assuming he will be will do everything to be available. You have Joshua Kimmich in the midfield. This guy always plays amazing. One of the best midfielders in the game. Probably the man of the match, even though he was on the losing side. Uh, They have weapons like Kingsley Coleman, who had a decent game but didn't score. Tons of weapons in this team. Norrie doesn't have this game. Byron probably win. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. Oh, yeah. But uh, PSG, you got to take your luck when you can because they've had a lot of bad luck in this competition. If they beat Byron, do you think PSG goes on to win the Champions League? Uh, It's too wide open. So who do you think takes it? Honestly, if Bayern Munich's not there, I I think it, I think it's Manchester City's to lose. All right. But my dark horse is in the next game that I want to see win. And I'm they did and they did something that Juve couldn't do. Yeah. 
They beat they Porto. Show, they show how to beat Porto. Yeah, Chelsea. This is my dark horse, everyone. Chelsea, I think, is capable of winning the Champions League. I and do. They don't concede goals. They don't. They're stubborn, stubborn defense. Uh, once they go up, it's... It's game over almost. It's game over. Yeah. How are you going to get back in the game? Like, Yeah. Mason Mount, beautiful goal. From Jorginho. Beautiful pass from Jorginho. Beautifully weighted. Mason Mount does a little pirouette. Receives it on the right foot. It's side turn with his instep. And then slots at bottom left corner. Right side of the goalie. Beats uh, Marquisian. Beautiful goal by Mount. And then Ben Chilwell as yeah. well. Running in from the left wing back position. Does a weird little kick around the goalie. He's a left-footed player, and he kicks it to his right, rounds him, and then slots him with his, I believe it was his right foot. And uh, he made it 2-0, and Porto had no answer. None. No answer. Showing Juve how it's done. None. None. And uh, Chelsea never looked like they were in trouble. I mean, they were outshot, even though they had more possession. But uh, And Mendy was a big difference as yeah. well in this game. But Chelsea, you know, team performance. Front to back, everyone played good. Maybe a bit of question marks around the two Germans, Timo Werner and uh, Kai Havertz. They have not really showed up, but got to give these guys time. But Chelsea, I'm, uh, I've said it from day one. I think Chelsea is the team to win Champions League. Well, we'll see. And especially if Bayern goes out, I think yeah. Chelsea, I think they have it in the books. I agree. I concur. So that wraps up Champions League. Europa League, we're not really going to talk about because the games are going on right now. But we'll be back on. We'll be back right after match day 30 for Serie A to talk about Champions League and Europa League next week. Um, so, that being said, let's move on to match day 30 for La Serie A. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's go. So, first game on the docket Spezia are hosting Crotone. Yeah, I mean, it's Spezia is kind of there. They're only five points above Torino. There's a possibility they could get dragged into the relegation battle. But at the end, of, this will be this will be a fun, interesting attacking game. The way Crotone play now. Yeah. But I think Spezia just have. Yeah, they have. I think the they talent. have too much. To, Spezia just looks better. Yeah. Than Crotone. Spezia is yeah. a more whole all-around team than Crotone is so but you know what I think uh, Crotone is going to claim a scalp here and I'm going to say Spezia and Crotone are going to draw here and Crotone steals a point what do you think Spezia win okay so Spezia win and I say the draw there are your predictions there for the first game let's move on to the next game Parma hosting AC Milan this will be an interesting game it it could be because I mean at the end of the day, Parma, they tie a lot of games recently. They don't win much. Yeah. Milan, kind of out of form. Can't string two wins together. Nope. They did draw their last game, so. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm thinking they'll probably get a win now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to call an upset here. I think Parma's going to win this game. You think Parma's going to win? Yeah. Graziano, this is what gets Graziano into the national team. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So maybe Milan will sign him. Jules is telling you to take up top. Jules tell you to take Milan. I'm telling you to take Parma. Next game, Saturday, 245. Here's the afternoon game. Udinese hosts Torino. Now this will be interesting. Uh Torino, their life hangs in balance. Whereas Udinese have won three of their last four home matches. 
Um, and they kept clean sheets in all three of those games. So this is gonna, not going to be an easy test for Torino. I don't think Udinese is going to have another bad game. No, three. I think this defense is gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna bounce back. Yeah, they haven't won a game in their last three, back-to-back losses. Udinese do for a win. I mean, Torino. Sure, you got the draw from Juve, but at the end of the day, they don't have the quality. Balotti, as many goals as he had this year, he is he is wasteful. Big time. Most notable characteristics is that is that he's a con artist. <laughs> he's a he's a diver. Seriously. So, besides that, he really doesn't. Uh, no. Yeah. No. So I'm gonna take Udinese in this game. game. Yeah, I'll take Udinese as well. So we're both trying to take Udinese. Let's move on to Sunday's games. Sunday, bright and early, 6:30 a.m. You might as well just sleep in because it's gonna be a snooze fest. It will be. Inter hosting Cagliari. Don't even wake up, guys. They got to win. They have to win. Yeah. Make it to 30, and then you can cruise to the rest of the the last eight games. Yep. Yeah. Hands down, Inter's going to win this game. Got to beat Cagliari. Hammer them. Inter's going to win this game. Cagliari going four losses in a row. Oh, yeah. And Semplici may get the axe. Watch. What's the point? What's the point? I don't know. That's what they do, these teams. Yeah, it's true. Well, these guys just did sign De Francesco to an ascension just to fire him later. Bring him back. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Like, do a Fiorentina. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Juve hosting Genoa. Juve trying to solidify top four status because it is still tight up there. It is tight. They could be on the outside looking in. This is a Genoa team that upsets Juve all the time. That's right. They've done it quite a few times. I mean, Juve have won the last four, but Genoa are capable of a of a draw in this match. They're very capable, and they're capable of uh, beating Juve. The last time they did beat Juve was in 2019. It was a 2-0 win. Yeah. Genoa are looking a lot better since Balladini's been at the helm. Oh, yeah. A lot more defensively solid. What do you think happens? I think Juve is still going to win this game. Yeah, I think... I think It'll be interesting to see who he puts between the sticks. Is he going to put Gijo yeah, or is he going to put Chesney? Yeah, as much as we didn't talk about it, Buffon, he did play really good in that game. He did. So I think you run with Buffon. I don't, you know, too bad, Chesney. Yeah. You dropped the ball. Literally. And uh, on, man. Yeah. Buffon's the, the guy until he screws up. Absolutely. So I think Juve's going to win this game. Yeah, I think so too. Ronaldo goal, of course. There we go. Next game, Sampdoria hosting Napoli. Well... But how, do you, how do you see this game? Napoli, I mean... This is where Napoli does this thrives. Team, does this team want it enough to be in Champions League? Who, Napoli? Napoli. Because it seems like every time they're there, they always lose. It's true. I mean, no, it's going to happen. If Juve win, Napoli will win. If yeah. Juve lose, you Napoli will lose. They're, they're going to match. At the same time, though. They're going to match. It doesn't matter. They're going to match whatever Juve does. Well, I That's think, what's going to happen. I think they're going to win. I think they're pissed off about that loss to Juve. And they're going to win this game. So for me, Napoli beats Sampdoria. Same for you? Yeah. Okay. Next game, Verona hosting Lazio. Eighth for sixth. Yeah. I mean... Golasso, everybody. Golasso. Ibanez. Roger. Two to one, Roma. We are up on Ajax. In Amsterdam, everybody. That's two away goals, and Fonseca just doesn't care. 
very shorty. Oh. <laughs> what a goal. There you go. Look at this guy. Ten. Oh, I feel so much better. Look at this goal. Ten hog. Whoop. Thank you. Look at that beautiful Dutch, oh. beautiful Dutch defending. Banyas, right man. Klassen's, How does Ibanez do right that? Right off Klassen's bolt spot right onto <laughs> Roger Ibanez's Whoop. foot. He does, doesn't even hit the ground. That's a beautiful thing. Right off his bald spot, right to his knee, <laughs> volleys it in. What a goal. That was a beautiful goal. What a goal. Guys, I'm happy now. We're up on Ajax, everybody. Holy cow. Forza Roma. Forza, Forza Roma. Now, let's move on. to. Let, let's just those, talk about this. Look at those teeth. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. All right, let's move on to this game. Verona hosting Lazio. We already did this, no? <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, Lazio to win. Chiro's going to break his goal, Doc. No, he's not. Verona's going <laughs> to win this game. Lazio, not going to get anything out of this game. So I'm saying Verona. Giuliano's saying Lazio. Now, let's move on to this game. Oh, my God. Roma. More of these guys. We hosting Bologna. Hands down, I'm going to say Roma are going to win this game. If they're, they, they're gonna, they're gonna two drop minutes po- left They're going to drop game. points now because they did good in this game. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. They're no, all no. going to be riding high. No. We won the first leg. They're going to be partying. Roma. No. No. Bologna This is huge, win. guys. You're, okay, so Giuliano's telling you to take Bologna. I'm telling you to take Roma in this game. Hands bloody down. All right. Last. Oh, no. Our second last game. Fiorentina hosting Atalanta. I think this is going to be a massacre. Yeah. The man in the hat is just going to sit back, and he's just going to get spanked. Yeah, Beppe Kini's not doing nothing. In this no, game. Atalanta for the victory. All right, guys, let's move on to the last game. Benevento, Sassuolo. How do you see this game? Sassuolo win. Me too. That's it. I don't have nothing to say. Benevento, they're happy. Yeah, they're Benevento's content. happy. They got nothing to Sassuolo. worry about. Sassuolo has a chance in the conference league, so they got to... Yeah. Absolutely. If they want some European football, they got to win. So they got more to play for. That sums up match day 30 predictions. Now let's quickly move on to this Champions League game from CONCACAF. Club de Leon ties Toronto FC. And Toronto FC getting a crucial away goal. But you know what the funny part is? They didn't score it. So Club de Leon <laughs> scored both goals. One they for them and one for they TFC. scored all the goals. But advantage yeah. TFC though. Yeah, advantage TFC. So TFC come home now not uh, bad for with a Canadian slight team. edge. And uh, yeah. they didn't look good, though. They yeah. did not No, I know. They're in, they're in their preseason. Good. Yeah. We don't have our winter weather advantage this no. time. No. Because it seems like uh, summer is going to happen here I think soon. they're going to play in the States. I don't think they're going to play in Canada. Oh, yeah, true, because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. So doesn't really That's matter. That's right. At this point. So... Toronto FC getting a 1-1 draw. Technically going to be playing a homestand against Club de Leon. Possibly. It's in their hands. It's in their hands. It's in their hands. They could move on to the next round for the CONCACAF Champions League. And you know what, guys? Before we wrap this up, I know there is some burning questions. And here's the burning question. Guys, who is coming up to Serie A next year? So let's look at the standings. <laughs> It looks like it's it's tight up there, guys. It's tight up there. But there's two, there's two teams that look like they're running away with the automatic promotion. So we expect to see Empoli and Lecce next year, guys. Guys, you got you still got 
six games left. Yep, six games left. Hold the fort down. We'll see you next year in City A. Looking forward to talking about yeah. a team from Puglia for once. It's exciting. Yeah, the City B has been exciting. From, it has been. From now, third here, to eighth. It's been very tight. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. So third place, a Francesco Di Tacchio-led team. That's the captain. Francesco Di Tacchio, everyone. <laughs> Remember that last name? Uh, Salernitana in third place, uh, holding on to that first. The, they get basically get the first round by uh, into the semifinals for the promotion playoffs. The other team in that sp- in fourth place that would get that by looks to be Monza with 52 points. So that's uh, Silvio Berlusconi team. Watch out for them. Another team from Lombardy. That's right. Lombardia. Lombardia. Uh, uh, fifth place. So here are the four teams that are in the promotion playoffs that would have to play in the first round. You got Venezia in fifth place. 50 points. Great to see them there. They deserve it. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Spal are surprisingly there. And dropping... I with a, don't want to see Spal. No. With a strong start and dropping all the way down to the playoffs, what I said at the beginning of the season, we got in seventh place, Cittadella. <laughs> what what I tell you about that? They yeah. always start strong, and then they fall into the Baby, promotion, oh, yeah. and then they fall apart. And no then in, in eighth place, we got Kievo, everybody. Does everybody remember Kievo? We could have the Verona Derby, possibly. The flying, the, chu- the flying chooches. Will they be back? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And now, just one more quick, quick thing before we wrap it up. I know you guys are saying, Christian and Giuliano, who's coming up to Serie B? So, some na- a blast from the past, everybody. I think it's from 2002, 2003. First place, automatic promotion into the Serie B from Group A. Holding down the four right now with a game in hand. Up three points on second place, Alessandria. Como, everybody. Como. Como was in Serie A, I think, in 2002, 2003. They've fallen a long, long time. time. And then uh, in uh, Group B in the Serie C, the, pers- the team that looks like it's getting automatic promotion right now holding a two-point lead over second place, Sudtirol, is Padova. So Padova leading the way. Uh, Serie C, Group C, for my Bareze friends, uh, we're not going to get automatic promotion. Uh, Automatic promotion into Serie B is already locked up here. Uh, They have 84 points, and the next team that's closest to them is Avalino with 63 points. So, And that team, everybody, is Ternana. So Ternana will be in Serie B next year. Uh, but uh, this is the most exciting group because it's got all the great teams. Uh, they're from second to tenth are going into the promotion playoffs. I'll tell you right now who they are, guys, because uh, it looks like these are the teams that are going in. Avellino, shout out to all my friends from Avellino. The Bares are in third. Catanzaro, Catania, Juve Stabia, Giuliano's very own Foggia, Teramo, my very own Palermo. And Casertana, everybody. Those are the teams going into the promotion playoffs. And uh, those are some big cities. A lot of people from there in this country. A lot of former Serie A teams there. Yeah, a lot of former Serie A teams and a lot of people that live in Canada now from these cities, from these clubs. And uh, just so you know, everybody, the game has just wrapped up. Roma has won 2-1 over Ajax in Amsterdam. Congratulations. The last Italian team still alive and kicking. 
They are doing it. Mancini, one of the last Italian internationals left on the European stage. Uh, Moise Keane. I said one of the last. Marco Verratti. I said one of the last. Jorginho. One of the last. Emerson. There's not a lot. One of the last. Pellegrini. I think that's it. (laughs) Anyways, guys, that wraps up today's podcast. Uh, we hope, uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, listen to our special, The Road to 2026 with Dave Simpson and Marco Maschke. Uh, I know we didn't promote it, and uh, it was kind of a surprise to release it to you guys uh, earlier this week. It's It was a lot of fun uh, and talk about talking about Canada's potential. It basically firms up that the Canadian boys at 16, 17 years old are on par with European boys in that age. So that is huge and that's promising. And now we're trying to break down why that doesn't show for the national team and why we are so far down the world rankings and why we are playing in early World Cup qualifiers where we shouldn't be. Why aren't we in the top three in the North American region or the CONCACAF region, if you will? So if you haven't listened to that yet, give it a listen. It's really good. Uh, we apologize uh, if... Uh, some of the sound quality is not the greatest, but uh, it's a the content is actually really good, guys. So, like us on uh, Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Tifosi, and send us an email. Send us your comments, questions. Juve fans, I'm still waiting for you. You guys have been quiet. Where are you guys? My team's in seventh place. You can guys can come at me. Well, you guys know that yeah, my team's in seventh place, but we're still in Europe. We're still we're carrying the torch. We're carrying the torch. We're carrying the Italian flag. You guys did nothing. You lost the Porto. What a joke! A joke of the team. I'm waiting for you. Anyways, till next time. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao.